Welcome to episode 285 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and Jeff Gamet is back. He's here. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, and it's always great to get to hang out with, with you. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I realize we're, we're kind of wrapping up the, the end of the year together, and we are. that's pretty awesome. We're going to have a, a, a pre-Christmas show and a pre-New Year's show, so we'll we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have some fun the next couple of weeks. And speaking of fun, Ben Rathick's here. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great, Dave. We're always here. And we, love, we love doing this show for all of you out there in YouTube and, and, and audio land here, so it's, believe it or not, there's a, just a ton of news this week, and I've had a couple good topics, um, so... Uh, I just wanted to, to dive in here and let's uh, just jump right into the news for this week. Um, I'm going to hold off on the, uh, on the watcher. Uh, we may have some couple, a couple guests joining us here in just a few minutes. So meanwhile, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Apple's test flight service uh, servers um, from 2012 to 2015. There was a leak containing te- terabytes of data. Uh, data was scraped from the servers of Apple's test flight services during those years, um, giving access of tens of thousands of iOS apps and games. Uh, this leak was dubbed the uh, Terra leak due to its sheer size and uh, seemingly as a uh, 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 riot to the Nintendo Giga leak uh, back in 2020. If anybody doesn't know what that what test flight is, test flight is a service that developers use to um, uh, release iOS apps for testing on Apple's ser- servers and and. It was found on using the Wayback Machine. Don't we love the Wayback Machine to find this mm-hmm. stuff? Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, and I, Jeff, you had, you had some active information about this. What, uh, well, what did uh, what did you think of this? Uh, well, I mean, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, it could have been a lot worse because it's not like personal information or credit cards or uh, other account information was uh, was involved in this. So that's good. Yeah. Um, All right, so it looks like this was a misconfigured Amazon S3 server. And uh, and Amazon Web Services, like practically everyone and everything uses them. So um, the fact that Apple had data on Amazon servers, no surprise at all. Misconfigured, that happens. It sucks. And it doesn't look good for anyone. and uh, and and I know there's been talk about well, uh, Apple didn't actually own TestFlight yet, so it wasn't uh, their uh, their data yet. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing: firstly, the company that created TestFlight, Apple bought Bursley secretly in 2011, wow. and uh, and it wasn't made public knowledge until 2014. And uh, so, yes, Apple actually owned TestFlight when, uh, for or when this. Well, no, let me say this better. Apple owned TestFlight, which means they had responsibility for the data, um, for that time frame that it was taken. We don't exactly know when it was, when or when it was scrapable, but. Uh, yeah, it, it was Apple's data at that point. So it's it's old uh, app versions. Uh, in some cases, apps that were never released, like in the case of some Rovio games, versions of Angry Birds. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 
I think the biggest thing out of this ultimately is probably going to be that it looks like bad optics for Apple because they they had a data leak that uh, that ultimately is the responsibility regardless of who was at fault for misconfiguring servers and letting the data get scraped. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would like to welcome to the show. Uh, Brittany Smith is here. So glad you were able to make it. How are you doing, Brittany? Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. I remembered my work, wear my Christmas sweater for this one. Does that count? That's awesome. And and, and your Star Wars uh, uh, in the back behind you there. That's great. Yeah. Got to cut this down the, the noise in this room somehow. Yep. We were uh, talking about test flight and then there was some, some, some security uh, uh, leaks. Uh, ben, go, go ahead and give your thoughts on that. We can uh, move on from this. Uh, the best part about this for Apple is that it came out now rather than uh, when it, essentially when it was scraped years ago. Because if this would have came out as current data, uh, you, you would have had in-development unreleased games, yep. and it would have mm-hmm. been a much bigger scandal. Interesting that it, it didn't get a ton of press. At least I didn't even know about it until all of a sudden they... Uh, they, 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 this article was out the, just the other day here. So, um, but it doesn't seem like it's getting a lot of attention. Um, so, and, uh, I also want to make welcome to the show, Kelly Gamont with her cute Santa hat. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, David. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, so glad to have uh, both you and Brittany here this week. And this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I saved the big story of, of this week uh, for, as, as I was waiting for both of you to join us. And this is breaking news. This just uh, was, has now been made available within the last uh, couple hours here. Apple Watch Series 9 and the Ultra 2 is no longer available on Apple's website. Huh? You can no longer buy the Apple Watch Series 9 or the Watch Ultra 2 on Apple's online store in the United States. Uh, this had been announced that... Uh, that their, Apple was going to remove its flagship Apple Watch models in light of an ongoing patent dispute with the me, with the medical device company Mesimo, um, and th- this was this news was broke Monday as we uh, just this Monday as we uh, uh, record this, and this was an I, the ITC ruled that in October Apple's Watch's uh, blood oxygen feature infringes on two of their of Mesimo's uh, patents. So the official ban is, is supposed to take effect on on Christmas Day of twenty this year twenty on December twenty fifth after a sixty day presidential review expires. During the sixty day window, President Biden could could have stepped in and vetoed its ruling, but so far he has chosen not to act. But Apple, what Apple's doing is basically taking preemptive preemptive uh, uh, steps to comply to the ruling and, and see how it goes here. So. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the, the official dates are going to be uh, uh, with with Apple's continued battle with the Massimo is December twenty fourth will be this, when the Apple Watch will be will be uh, not sold in the retail stores. After that point, the twenty fifth was that final day, as I said, and then the twenty sixth, Apple will file appeal to, of the ITC's final decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals in uh, Circuit Court. Um, as it stands now, no further details are how long Apple Watch is going to be unavailable in the United States. This ban only applies to the flagship Series 9 and the Ultra 2. Those SE is going to continue to be available. But you could go to some other retailer, third-party retail stores like Amazon, Best Buy, with, that still have their existing stock. But, you know, that's going to get exhausted. This is just some crazy stuff here. Um, and Kelly, I'm going to let you open up with, with your thoughts about uh, the, the, this whole thing. 
You're muted. I think it's interesting it's come to this, uh, primarily because uh, when it's something that's a little more legitimate, Apple has a tendency to um, make it go away, we'll say, whether that's uh, we're going to buy the company or uh, we're going to write them a big, 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 big fat, you know, Ed McMahon yes. on the doorstep size check, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, ask your parents, kids. Um, there's there's a whole lot of of reasons for this. What I have yet to see, because I remember hearing a little bit about this when I think it was the Series 4 came out that had the um, uh, the Pulse Ox in it initially. Uh, when it made its debut, there was a little like, there's this other company that says um, Apple is infringing. And the reason I remember it is because I remember uh, somebody saying like, well, they make their own smartwatch. Uh, and you know, they make their own thing that you wear on your arm that's supposed to allow you to to do this same sort of monitoring, but yep. nobody wants that one. Everybody wants an Apple Watch. And so it felt a little, um, uh, what's the technical term for that? Epic versus Apple-y, I think is is, is what you call that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think butthurt may be the technical term uh, for what we're dealing with here. And that was the thing, like, at least initially, and I was, and, and I remember that striking me because it wasn't like, like Apple friendly press places that were saying that they were saying like this company, it, it was, you know, places that, that are, you know, just reporting the news and don't really you know, aren't really interested in necessarily portraying Apple in a good light or like, you know, a place that is primarily covering Apple news or anything like that. So it was a lot of, um, isn't it interesting that this company makes a device to do this that nobody wants and now Apple makes one and everybody wants the Apple one. And so this place is mad. Huh? Yeah. Now, what I have seen subsequently is that Apple hired people from that company. Right. And maybe there was, maybe yeah. there was more going on initially, you know, behind the scenes than uh initially advertised so that might have that might have a little more to do with it and if that's the case that's not cool and and i'm i'm not happy about it and if that's really what was going on then i hope apple loses and is ordered to go write that ed mcmahon size check i have a hypothesis okay please do all right i i think that um, what's been going on behind the scenes uh, was the two companies talking eventually um, because Apple, as Kelly pointed out, has the resources to just make this go away. Mm -hmm. And my, my guess is that, uh, that at some point Apple said, okay, so we're putting zeros on this check and, uh, and um, you know, is that enough right there? to uh to license the technology and the uh, and the people at, at mesimo ultimately wanted something from apple that was that was uh, from apple's perspective completely unreasonable and discussions broke down and uh, and ultimately that led to where we are now and uh, and if apple manages to uh to get through the appeal process and uh, and end up with some 
something that allows them to continue using their features. Well, right now they have preemptively stopped sales in the United States only. And, uh, and I think if Apple ends up prevailing in a way that they like, and part of this is a crackpot theory that I started formulating over the last couple of days. <laughs> Apple yes. will now be able to say, look, we were acting in good faith. And this company was, uh, was asking for something that was completely unreasonable. We, we ended up in good faith stopping sales in the United States. And we estimate that cost us $400 million or something like that. And, uh, and now that we can sell everything again and everything is fine, we are now going to send our ugly lawyers after mm-hmm. Massimo for costing us that uh, all that money during holiday sales. And, and I, I think ultimately... Apple is doing everything it can to set themselves up to be as much optically the good guys they possibly can. Well, at the same time, getting ready to get really, really ugly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is this is this is unprecedented. I mean, it's just it's like David versus the Goliath kind of thing here. You know, you got the small company against the big company, and to for to see apple just given this quickly i i i just i like i said it's unprecedented um but Brittany, what are your thoughts on this what are this whole this whole thing i mean kelly sort of said what i was going to say is it is entirely possible that they have been somewhat ugly to begin with but trying to look real neat because they do get attacked by like actual patent trolls all the time yeah um so from the outside, it is very hard to tell um, which incidences are which. But yeah. if if in fact they uh, so they, they might have in fact had this coming, and they might be um, ramping up to uh, yeah. to be we're the people with the biggest lawyers, biggest baddest lawyers kind of game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben, you got the last word on this, and uh, uh, what do you think? Okay. Um, Almost five years ago, Apple was facing something very similar over a spat with uh, Qualcomm and the iPhone. Uh, Obviously, uh, that played out very differently. And, well, iPhones were never banned from the U.S. Right. Uh, Here's the deal. It seems like something has very much changed within the government from five years ago. Uh, Honestly, uh, most people assume the president was just going to stay this from happening and it would just end up going away with a check. Well, uh, that hasn't happened. And we're at the point where uh, it looks very... It doesn't look like we're going to have any stay of execution from the White House here. No. And Apple is either going to have to license the patents or buy the company. Because I don't, at this point, I don't think essentially canceling the Apple Watch is an option. No, it isn't. Um, so... Again, this is this is this is going to come play out. We'll be uh, sitting here waiting and finding out. 
one of the other big things that's going to happen here too is uh, because because of this ban, this will impact your ability to get your device repaired or replaced because uh, because of the F- ITC's ruling is banning uh, the ability to import any parts uh, or service uh, items for the Apple Watch Autos for auto warranty as well. But this is going back to the Series Six. That's where the blood oxygen oxygen um, feature uh, debuted. So you have the six, the seven, the eight, and the nine. Uh, that have it suddenly um, this is personal yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so a few of us here have these older uh apple watch models and uh it uh if, if you have a repair issue this is going to be a problem um so i, I think this is going to be short-lived i agree I, I agree with your your hypothesis jeff that uh, yeah that this is let, let this settle in wait for that deadline and then now let's get get our lawyers in place here and start getting this ball rolling. Cause uh, I mean, I even Ben, you said it on social media, you know, Apple should just buy, uh, buy this company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they also have certain audio patents that would be very good for Apple yeah. and certain audio brands. But who knows if this, if this company is willing to sell, I mean, they do a lot of medical stuff too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think Apple just miscalculated uh, on this and didn't think it would go this far. Yeah. No, I agree. So, Stay mm-hmm. tuned. We're going to probably have another discussion about this next week and uh, we'll see uh, where this goes because uh, very, 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 very strange. Very strange. So, all right, let's move on to a couple other stories here uh, that, uh, that are, we're going on here. I just wanted to mention that iOS 16.7.4 was released. Uh, uh, this is uh, this was fixing a bug problem that prevented the built-in apps from being reinstalled. Oops. Uh we're going to talk about 17.2.1 in just a minute here, but uh, 16.7.4 for the older devices. Uh, yeah, you if you'd uninstall the built-in apps, you couldn't install them back. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. whoops. So th- th- be aware if you do have the older devices that are and you're still running iOS 16 for that matter, um, that to make sure to get this up to date because if you accidentally uninstalled the mail app or any other core app, that I've had family members do that all the time. I. <laughs> I would like to thank Apple for getting this out before everyone has to go home for Christmas and, and the fam hands them their phones and says, here, I can't go on the place. internet anymore because <laughs> there's no Safari. Yeah. There's no mail. There's no whatever. So thank you, Apple, for getting this out before everybody is yes. stuck with a phone where there's no option to get it reinstalled. Yeah. Anybody else have any, any thoughts on this before we move on here? <laughs> I think Kelly summed it up. She summed it up very well. (laughs) Uh, Next story here. Uh, Apple News Plus subscription now includes the athletic sports coverage. Uh, Apple did announce that this this week that uh, you now have access to daily sports news from the athletic, which delivers in-depth coverage of hundreds of professional and college teams, which is actually now now owned by the New York Times. Um, It's uh, they had some really good coverage over all the all the major sports uh, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, and. uh, and have some great writers, and, and it's and it's kind of cool to see that uh, Apple uh, News Plus grabbed this. Uh, you know, it's for the U.S., the U.K., Canada, and Australia can follow it uh, in the sports section with the, and and this as well. And then, in addition to it, uh, New York Times uh, Wire Cutter product reviews will be available in the Apple News uh, next year. So, uh, New York Times did acquire at the Athletic in January of 2022 for 550 million. So it's. Uh, it shut down its own sports desk because they saw how how pretty pretty good the athletic is. So, what do you think of this, Ben? Um, 
I'm happy as a pig in, well, you get the picture. Uh, the athletic, honestly, the athletic <laughs> has most of the premier sports journalists right now. They do. Yep. Um, coming, going as a Bears fan, um, Kevin Fishbane, Adam Johns are absolutely excellent. Um, and the wire cutter, as far as tech reviews, that's the creme de la creme. Yeah. Uh, so- this was money very well spent from the new from the New York Times because they share that publication's excellence. This is this is uh, this is adding value to News Plus because everybody was saying, ah, I don't need that. But they, eh, yeah. might, well, and it's it's nice to see it evolve too. Like that that's the rest of the the story here is that things are getting added. Um, you know, the the things that are available to you in News Plus are continuing to expand because one of the things that um that has always been kind of a hard sell for News Plus is, you know, it's the vegetables. Right. It's, you know, it, it, there's not it, it's not fun. You know, there's no angry birds there. There's no whatever it is, you know, that can make some of that stuff enjoyable. It's, you know, it's the news part and it's the most expensive of the the monthly things that that Apple's got going. So, um, you know, to be able to to point at it and say, like, you know, we're continuing to add things and stuff is continuing to improve. That's only good for Apple Absolutely. in this case, because that Pretty was always much- the one that was kind of the hardest to 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 get people excited about. What did you, what is your thoughts, Brittany? I don't have a lot of a, thoughts about either news or sports, so okay. I might have to just sit this one out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff, probably the same. <laughs> Jeff has heard of sports. Jeff, he knows they're a thing that yeah. exists in our timeline. I think that might be it. Th- that's true. Um, okay. Here, here's my take. Just because I don't care about it doesn't mean it's not something that's important. And uh, and Apple do getting more um, uh, quality sports content available through their news offering. That's a good thing. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to read it myself, but hey, it's there for the people that need it. Well done. Yeah. It also is another piece of of the structure around the other stuff that Apple has on offer, right? So if you are into the baseball stuff, now you can go read all your baseball coverage on the athletic because you were watching the game on Apple TV or, um, you know, any of the, any of the other ways that, that Apple's trying to get out into that stuff. This is just another way for people to take Apple seriously about their, their interest in sports coverage. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think it works. All right. We can uh, move on here. Um, Bloomberg's reporting that the Vision Pro production is moving at full speed, and they're and, and they're anticipating it's going to be a February 2024 launch as planned. Um, and uh, the production of this new headset's been at full speed at the facilities in China. Has been several weeks, according to the people that uh, Mark Gurman of, uh, of Bloomberg has got this inside information. Uh, and you now they're, they're going to be also inviting retail employees to Cupertino to, to for Vision Pro training, prep the retail stores for demos and fittings. And then encouraging developers to prepare their apps. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, nine to five Mac. This uh, this article said that they did a recent poll about forty five hundred readers, and sixty four percent of the people said they aren't going to be buying a Vision Pro. Where twenty one percent said yes, they are. Fifteen percent said they haven't made a decision yet. So that's a pretty high number of the f- people uh, that that potentially may buy the Vision Pro. Um, uh, I'd like your thoughts, Ben. What do you think? Um, honestly, 
even Apple knows it's not going to be that many people buying it right off the bat, no, which is why they went with the Pro. Uh, they kind of want to show off, A, what it can do at the high end, and B, get the developers developing. Yeah. This is the closest thing to a public beta that Apple has done since the original Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly. I know I won't be buying anyone. I'm buying one. I don't think anybody here on this panel is going to be either. So uh, did you have any thoughts on this, Brittany? I actually don't even know if my brother's going to get one. And he is an AR developer. He's an, Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Of all the um, people, I, I know literally one person who I think would be <laughs> likely and it's him. Right. I, and for him, the the types of things they do are construction and they are very, very precise. And any latency, even a pretty good one, is a risky factor for them. So I don't know if they'll end up being able to use it or not. But it, it certainly hasn't been where my brother's been putting his development. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> So I don't even know if he's going to get one. Um, if he did, though, I would go play with it and invite Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would. Of course. Would would the? Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, it's exciting though. Would the, would AR have any any uh, bearing effects from somebody who has ADHD? Since you are an expert in that field, it totally could. Um, both good and bad, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to deal with my dishes I haven't done, so I will disappear into augmented re virtual reality for a little while. Um, could totally be a thing, um, the same way any other technology addiction works. Um, but there also could be some really cool benefits, and I'm not sure if we will know what they are until they're out, right? Like, one of the reasons I absolutely had to buy an Apple Watch right away was no one else could tell me how it would interact with my attention. Because nobody else pays attention to that like I do. <laughs> yeah. so, so I had to just do it. And I don't know if I'll know without trying. But there's a big difference between a $300 Apple Watch and um, three grand. So yeah. um, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lest I, I forget. I wanted that survey to have a follow up question when the people said, uh, yes, I'm interested in buying one. Do you remember it's. Like, do you remember the MSRP on this endeavor and see how many people still say yes? I feel like there's <laughs> there's a margin of people there that wait. Oh, wait, it costs what? Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you think, Jeff? I'll give you the final word. I actually know a couple of people who are not developers who are planning on getting Vision Pro on launch day. Okay. And they're they're very excited about it and uh, good for them. Um, yeah. I would love one. That's not going to happen because no. in addition to the to the cost of entry, I would have to pay the extra money to have prescription lenses made for it. That's right. So that that's not going to happen. Now, um, for the record, if Santa Cook wants to drop one under my tree, I'm not going to be upset. Oh, no. I don't, I don't think any of us would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that um, um, a February launch is actually surprising early. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But good for Apple if they can pull it off. I saw a thing yesterday or this morning, and I'm sorry because I'm just remembering it now, so I have no other info. <laughs> Microsoft is getting out of the VR headset space just as Apple is getting in. 
Just like they, they got uh, out of the mobile space too. <laughs> mobile so they phone space. did learn. I was just gonna say they did learn from Windows Phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where so, they did anyhow. not learn from the iPod. Yeah. I, I do find the, the timing of that very interesting. Yeah. Um and and I think that Apple um is doing the same strategy, the same modus operandi here that they do with with everything else. They start at the high end, they saturate that market to whatever uh uh keystone point they've set for themselves. Then they release something that uh that's less expensive not as many features and so they hit that middle of the road group and once they feel they've saturated that then they'll come out with the what i'll call the economy version yeah yeah the the vision the vision se is the thing i keep telling people like oh kelly are you going to get that new headset from apple no i am not going to buy the vision pro when they come out with the vision se we'll have a conversation yeah but until then yeah i'll be over here with Popcorn Kelly, and v- hope and Brittany's SC, brother shows up with one. <laughs> it's it's a hand drawn flip book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, a uh, couple more stories here. Uh, Apple announced that uh, it is uh, going to be doing new contingent pricing feature for the App Store subscriptions. Apple's announced a new contingent pricing feature for the subscriptions in the App Store, according according to the, to Apple, that uh, it gives developers a new way to attract and re- retain subscribers by offering a discounted subscription price as long as they're actively subscribed to a different subscription. Uh, in the post, this is on the Apple's uh, developer site. Uh, it's gonna. Uh, it just says that exactly what I just said. That it's just going to be a subscribe uh, active uh, people who are as long as they're actively subscribed. They'll be able to get a bit of a discount. Um, find this interesting to see how this goes because yeah, that it was always a it was always a challenge. You either just it's all or nothing as far as uh, any subscription mm-hmm. costs here, and we're all subscription to death here with all all these apps. And um, I, I like to see someone like Carrot Weather and uh, some of the others like that that has a subscription model, which I do I do pay for. I know Jeff does too. Mm-hmm. To see if they would come up with some sort of a concept like this. What do you think, Jeff? I really want to see how this plays out. What, and I think I'm correct in in what I read. And if I'm wrong, please, please correct me. Nope. That it doesn't have to be subscriptions from the same company, right? So mm-hmm. Ben and That's I, correct. we can we can come up with different apps that might complement each other, and then we can team up and do yeah. a subscription discount. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we could bundle them with Jim Jim Ray's app, which is actually useful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. But he's not in the app store. That's the problem. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think, Al? I I think this is cool. Uh, the the issue I have is that, um, uh, and and I realize this makes me a stereotypical Apple commentating person, but uh, I don't think this is. I don't think this issue is the issue that the app store needs to solve the thing i want that the the windmill i'm currently tilting at in the app store that i've tilted at for years is uh this app has a signifier that it is a doorstop if you are not a paid subscriber there's no free version there's no nothing uh unless you are paying every month then this is not a thing that's gonna work for you the end like i just want to know ahead of time you know you know like 
give me a little video to play that shows me this is what the app looks like. Because if I'm not, and I'm just using an example, do not at me. This is only for illustrative purposes. Let's say ADT, who's a home monitoring security subscription service. Let's say ADT puts out an iOS app. I don't know. I don't have them. Um, if I don't have that ADT subscription, their app is completely useless to me. I would like to know that going in. And I want that sort of thing to be more obvious in the store. It's nice that all the prices are listed, um, you know, if there are in-app purchases, but I need you to tell me, regardless of whether you bought the subscription in the app store or not, this piece of software will not benefit you because it will not function if you do not have a subscription to the thing. I mean, to give a a better example, 1Password is a subscription piece of software. Outside the demo, it becomes a doorstop, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing it that way, but let me know ahead of time. Like, unless I sign up for the trial and set up an account or whatever, like I can't just click around and, you know, get an idea of what it's about without having an account. And I really wish that that were more clear because it happens to me. And I don't know if it's just something about what catches my eye in the app store, but it catches my eye regularly. Oh, that looks cool. I want to try it out. You absolutely cannot do anything unless you give us your name and your address and your phone number and whatever. And like, I don't want to do that. I want to see if I even care first. I just need, you know, a couple of hours to sit with this and goof around and see if it's what I'm looking for. And it's impossible. And I'm never going to come back to it later because squirrel. So, you know, you know, now it's sitting on my phone forever and I open, you know, six months later I see it and go, Oh yeah. And then I open it up. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, this isn't going to work because it doesn't even let me have a demo. So that's the thing that I want fixed. I do think this is cool. And I, it is an interesting idea. And I like the, I I like the possibility of teaming up. I do see that it calls out one developer or two different developers, but I really want to see what, what you get out of that. Like, um, you know, who's slopes going to team up with for some sort of group subscription between them like carrot weather is amazing uh carrot also has a fitness app maybe the fitness app teams up with you know something else so that you can you know track that stuff together like it would be it'll be really interesting to see how those how those team up and i i i want to find out who who puts who puts things together like that because yep. we see it like independently, like indie developers, like Winterfest is a, is the software thing going on right now that, you know, you can go get crazy deals on a bunch of awesome software because they all decided to get together and, you know, list a page and and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, in order for people to go buy software licenses. So it's I'm I, I want to see where this goes. This is the kind of thing that Apple does that makes me go, OK. Now put it out in the world and let me find out what people are going to do with it because that sound it it does sound cool, um, but yeah, not the problem. I think not the problem the App Store has is yeah. is kind of where I'm at. So. Um, before I get to you, Ben uh, Brittany, I just want to make sure you had if you had any other extra thoughts on this. There are many problems with the App Store, and this wasn't on my list. It will be fine and interesting, but but I I have questions about their. Allocation of App Store improvement resources. Um, Not that this will be bad. It will be good. It's just, yeah. (laughs) It's also putting another nail in the coffin on subscriptions, which 
I have psychological issues with. And I don't mean <laughs> I have psychological issues. I mean, I might also, but I have issues with the psychology they play on the people who sign up for them. Uh, and you got the final word, Ben. You wanted to add something about setup. Yep. Um, I have a theory of why they did this now. Go on. And, and that theory is related to March 6th, 2024. Uh, that is the date when the DMA goes into effect. And at least in the EU, uh, Apple has to allow sideloaded apps and other uh, and other uh, app stores on their platforms. Um, doing Making this kind of concession to developers could be kind of an olive branch to keep them on the app store opposed to going with Setup, uh, who has said they do plan to make their own app store, or Microsoft, or any of the, the other companies who have said uh, they plan to make alternative stores for iOS. Yep, which... They've been, I mean, even set up as its own iOS part of their, their, uh, their package too. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. So for sure. Um, one last story here. I'm just going to just a brief mention of this. Uh, the, uh, we've been talking a lot about the Apple card lately, uh, with, uh, the, the, the Goldman <laughs> Sachs issue and, um, and then the big breakup that maybe is going to be happening soon. In the meanwhile, the, the Apple card savings account got its first interest rate boots, uh, boost since its launch. Um, Apple and Goldman Sachs have announced that the interest rate increase for the Apple card savings uh, that's, that went effect uh, this week uh, that uh, customers will now earn 4.25% versus 4.15. You know, it's not much, but, but it's still pretty gosh darn good for, for, for having some money in there and uh, great to see that they're continuing on with this. I don't think they want to uh, get any, on, any, any more angry customers as, as we, sit on the sidelines with, with our box of popcorn to see what's going to happen with, uh, <laughs> um, with the Apple, Apple card. So, uh, so it's good, the deal. So go, go into your, into your wallet to take a look at your Apple, Apple card savings account. And you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised to see uh 4.25% is now your interest rate to, to, to get to earnings. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the stories this week and the topics. Uh, iOS 17.2, lots of stuff going on with that. Uh, Apple did release 17.2.1, which had some bug fixes. Um, again, the release notes didn't really say, really wasn't, wasn't anything real specified or what was released in security content. Uh, you can go to the support link and take a look at it. But generally, you got to know that whenever Apple's going to release a .1 version of of a uh, of, of iOS, that that's going to tell you that it's... Uh, pretty important because it does have some security fixes that's going to keep the, the stability in place. Um, so uh, just like we talked about earlier with 16.7.4, they fixed that bug, you know, this, this, this too. So go out, install it, make sure you have the update. It, it isn't going to hurt anything. Um, they're already actively going to be are working on 17.3, which we'll talk about in just a minute here. Um, so, uh, and then right away, Apple stopped signing 17.1.1 uh, to, to, be, to prevent any downgrading. So, and that was like the quickest I'd ever seen them do that. I was like within, within less than 24 hours after it was released. Yeah. They, they stopped hey, the downgrading. Dave. So, yeah. Uh, I, I believe one of the fixes in 17.2.1 and also Mac OS, whatever dot, whatever dot one. Sonoma. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, Mac OS one country, country. Wine country sorry. Dot fourteen dot one. something something. Yeah, fourteen yeah. two dot one. I think it is. Um, it, it was uh, uh, a bug that Craig Hockenberry from Icon Factory found. That's right. Where oh, yeah. if you do a um, a screen share, yeah. it could potentially share the wrong screen. Yeah, that that's a problem. So that's a problem. Dude. So yay, Craig, for finding that. Yay, yeah. Craig, for thank. Yeah, thank you. And, um, and but, for being public about it, because a lot of times, you know, the less Apple says about the update, the faster you need to install it, because they don't want to tell anybody about, you know, how bad it is, how bad <laughs> the security hole is that they're fixing. So when you just see, you know, like, you can always kind of add the Jedi hand wave at the end of, you know, important security update, you will install it now, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it was it was kind of funny to see. Uh, see chalk lock you know pop up on mastodon like you know that was me thanks everybody it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah that is funny um one other thing i will mention about 17.2 and tvos 17.2 for that matter is uh they did kill the tv show and movie wish lists with no warning um uh, apple did remove these options to purchase tv shows and movies from the itunes store apps which we knew that and i was going to re- redirect customers to the apple tv app instead but unfortunately, that move also caused the consolidate uh, purchasing and viewing of Apple TV app has done away with wish lists for customers who wanted to have this feature and got no warning that it happened. And it's been got a Shenanigans. lot of social media uh, uh, discussion and 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 they don't understand why this happened. And um, it's and it isn't clear that if Apple's ever going to reimplement this or not in some way. So you do have a few upset customers because I know a lot of people had been using this as far back as iOS 11. And the feature is is now gone. So I, I I had not used that. I don't know if any of you had used that in the past. Yeah. Well, I've used the the iTunes one, and I used to use the App Store wish list a lot. And it also has evaporated. And I'm like, yeah. I was about to say, so where do is, I track is it gone? Because I was looking a few weeks ago on the App Store, um, because like several servers ago, um, someone had recommended. <laughs> Uh, an app that works with shortcuts for monitoring newborns. And I was like, well, I don't need it yet because I'm not yeah. pregnant yet. So I will save it to my wish list. <laughs> but now, yeah. yeah. But now, <laughs> yeah. And so. now I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somebody um. out there knows of a newborn app that works with shortcuts because nothing says Brittany more than that. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is excruciatingly on brand, <laughs> I believe is the mm-hmm. phrase there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. <sighs> Sad. You have anything, but you want to ask a word there, Ben? I was going to say literally excruciating. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then iOS 17.3 beta one is still continuing. There was no change after last week. Uh, we talked at great length in last week's show about. Uh, the stolen device protection. So we to talk if you want to hear more about that, uh, listen to la- uh, episode two eighty four. You'll have uh, some good, good, good review of this uh, this new feature. Uh, that's going to be a great uh, a great uh, piece to secure yourself. And we'll be talking a little bit about uh, uh, the latest article from Joanna Stern that, that she talked about uh, and actually interviewed somebody that was a thief of iPhones. Uh, just in a little mm-hmm. bit here. That kind of really uh, hit hit at home how important this is going to be. Uh, so let's talk a little about CarPlay. Uh, CarPlay and uh, the iPhone 15 with the USB C cable. 
Uh, there's been some, mm-hmm. there's been some challenges with cars with people have USB-C cables and having the USB-C to USB-A cable that, uh, you have to use, mm-hmm. but you may have to purchase a separate cable in order to continue to use our uh, CarPlay if you don't have uh, a wireless connection. Cars have the USB-A. It's all very common in cars these days. So unless you buy one of the car wireless adapters, CarPlay adapters, which I have, which I absolutely love, other than sometimes it doesn't connect, which just gets to be a bit a bit Ooh. annoying at times. Um, so uh, Apple didn't really finish, didn't make a, a, a first-party USB-A to USB-C cable for this situation. But it sells the same uh, from um, one of its partners like Belkin or Mophie. Um, and then, the, and then they sell a $29 USB-C to lightning adapter, which is the official solution, which the adapter I've tried mm-hmm. is, is kind of crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, just get the cable and, and it, it, it should work. And in show notes, we have a link to the 95 Mac article here of, of, uh, Belkin anchor and Amazon does have some good cables too. Um, and, uh, I haven't tried it since I have my wireless. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of you here, I mean, uh, uh, Kelly, you don't have CarPlay, right? I don't, so so you couldn't. No, um, but what's funny is that uh, I was going to come and bellyache a little bit because um, I have, you know, the Bluetooth of cavemen, apparently, uh, (laughs) in the automobile I currently pilot. And uh, I've told you guys before that uh, it it hates my phone in a new way every time I get a new phone. (laughs) And now how it hates my phone is that while I am driving, so first of all, I have to manually connect it every time I get in the car. I have to go yeah. uh, to the Bluetooth menu. The first option in the Bluetooth menu is not select audio, it's pair audio, which is a thing that I will die mad about. So whoever decided at Subaru that that was the thing that ne- that was the menu order, uh, I'm coming for one of your eyebrows in your sleep. <laughs> no <then. laughs> uh, that aside, um, I have to manually connect it every time I get into the car. And what has what hit the new habit my th- that the the car system has has taken up is piecing out while I'm driving and just going, "You're not connected. What are you talking about?" Which is super fun because you cannot do anything about it until you are one hundred percent completely stopped. So yeah. there's 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 nothing to be done. Uh, like I have been a passenger and tried to fix it and gone like, okay, well, there's the Bluetooth thing. Let me just connect to the no. Um, tried to tell the car and it goes, you know, and it gives you the finger because the car is moving. And I can't and and I don't this is new and it's terrible and I don't like it. And I was literally today as I was stuck in traffic so going slowly but not stopping so i couldn't fix it um sitting there thinking do i just need to buy a cable and give up on bluetooth and it sounds like yeah i'm not gonna get anywhere with that either unless i go with uh apple's long and storied tradition of the 29 dollar white adapter so I mean, I do take a tiny bit of comfort in the fact that that is a tradition that has not gone away uh, under the new regime. But uh, it, the thing about this is that if people aren't paying attention, and I think we've had this conversation here before, I know I've had it with a lot of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> some recorded, some not, um, USB-C is just a shape. There's no indication 
There's no obvious indication this is a data cable or a charging cable or that it's going to have enough power to charge the thing you want it to charge that you're going to be able to plug it into the side of your computer and sync, you know, sync a sync data to a hard drive from your Mac or whatever. Like before you even get to the reliability of some of the third party stuff. So somebody goes on Amazon and sees the actual cable is $30, finds one for eight. And now, you know, the $8 one is a, a horrible experience and there's no obvious way to tell that that's what you're in for, aside from the fact that you paid eight bucks. So um, I think this is going to end up being really frustrating for a lot of people yeah. uh, as, as one of the many um, changes that yeah. you have to make. Some expected and some uh, forgotten, you know, um, with uh, with moving to USB-C from Lightning. Yeah. Um, uh, well, last word. Go ahead, Ben. Yep. Uh, there is, I think this article is actually a bit incomplete because they, uh, they, for, they leave out one scenario, USB-C to USB-C. Uh, there are several automakers who do have more modern USB-C ports, yep. and there are others like me who did a USB-C retrofit, and that should have been addressed. Okay. No, good point. Meanwhile, I'll have to do is say GM. <laughs> it isn't going well, well with oh, it isn't going very well with CarPlay. If you remember last week, we reported what? that uh, they, GM said that they're ditching Apple CarPlay and Android Auto for your safety. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and people won't stop looking at their phones and they want to minimize that danger inside cars, but we won't go down there because we talked about that, uh, last week. Uh, but, uh, interesting, interesting story here that, uh, says that, uh, they are off to a disastrous start. Uh, it, it's, uh, having mm -hmm. nothing but issues. Uh, it, uh, the system was being, uh, finicky. Uh, then the windows switches weren't working and the infotainment system was completely melting down, stuck in an infinite loop of shutting off and turning it back on. That sounds familiar. Uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> all I could say is this is, uh, you know, serves your IGM for doing this just because you think it was for safety. Throw yeah, what's safe there. about not being able to roll down a window? What's safe about... Yeah. A GPS that says I'm in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. How is that helpful? Is that keeping my eyes on the road? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. obviously the GPS I have is useless. Right. Come on, son. <laughs> or not being able to charge uh during a long during a long road trip, which actually happened to one journalist who had to leave uh his mm -hmm. blazer ev in the middle of a west virginia town yeah. yeah yep so another reason not to buy a gm vehicle in 2024 is don't you're going to be dealing with uh some, some pains in uh dealing with uh their infotainment system um next story here i, I want to you, you said that wrong infotainment Infopayment, yes. Infopayment system. Yes. 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 Uh, good luck. Have fun talking to your board, Mary Barra. And, <laughs> yeah. and also, I would like to give Jeff props for the show title for this week, the Infopayment System. <laughs> Thank you for that, that suggestion. Um, so I wanted to discuss, again, uh, Joanna Stern did an, art, did an amazing expose on how 
people were easily able to do use social engineering and look over the shoulders of people at bars and, and other places and be able to see their passcode and then steal their phone. And within a matter of minutes, uh, steal their identity, their money, their phone, the whole thing here. Um, so, and again, we talked about it, this, this, that, that new, uh, stolen protection, uh, that's going to be added to 17.3, which is going to be a very helpful, um, but this was interesting to see that she actually went to one person that had been stealing iPhones for, for quite a long time in Minnesota. And, uh, they, uh, and she interviewed this guy. This was, uh, he was, he was actually, uh, in prison and uh, he, he stole literally hundreds of not thousands of iPhones and, and resold them and, and said how easy it was to be able to just look over their shoulders and put their, put their pin codes in and change it. Um, so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great video. Um, if you haven't watched already, I have a link in the show notes so you can take a look at it. And, uh, I, I think this is something we need to be really concerned about, you know, putting stronger uh, passcodes in using six, six, definitely six digits, use alphanumeric passcodes if, 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 if necessary. Uh, but be aware of your, be aware of your surroundings. I mean, there were other people that were in this video that said, Oh yeah, I handed somebody my phone, and can you take my picture? Or can you know, here you can have my phone. Do this, and 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 I just was shaking my head. I what? Why would you do that? And 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 he even said he regret the fact that I I you know I don't know what he what he could have done to my phone in those matter of minutes that that he did that he did that. So, um, but uh, this is this is just this is disturbing. It really is. I I think it's I mean good for them. They finally caught this guy and. It was a ring of guys, uh, the guys that were doing this, and you know. Then, but the thing is, they once they deregistered the iPhone and you know get rid of Find My, get rid of uh, and and uh, get get everything they want out of it. They erased the phone, and then now it's a it's a it's a phone that's wide open to sell, and 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 it isn't mm-hmm. locked down anymore. Because that's what we always thought, you know, when you'd steal a phone. Oh yeah, you can't do anything with that phone because it's locked to my account or it's locked to no. If you reset the Apple ID, you're done. And that device is free and clear to be done whatever it is other than you report it to the police. And I, I don't know if they even put, uh, uh, it on a list of stolen phones once it's been, you know, completely erased and removed from an account. So, uh, uh, Kelly, I would like to hear your thoughts on this and where, where, where this should go. And I, I, again, I think this was just some great information. People just need to be aware of this stuff. Passwords are just, it's so important. Yeah. Well, and and not only that, but um, awareness of your passwords too. Like, um, you know, I know a lot of people who um, couldn't be bothered with Touch ID. Like, oh, that's hard. It's weird. Um, You know, same with Face ID. So, you know, stand in the middle of the grocery store and, you know, maybe they mutter it to themselves. They're typing it in, whatever. And it's and the thing that I try to impress upon people, uh, you know, when people ask me stuff personally, when people ask me stuff professionally, is if I take that phone from you and I go drop it in a blender, how screwed are you right now? You know, what happens if I have your phone and you are never, ever, ever getting it back? Uh, you walk out of the house, it's struck by lightning. Now what? Um you know, do you, you know, do you have iCloud backup working? Do you have alternate contacts? Do you have a backup, you know, do you have a backup address, a backup recovery email address set up on your, on your iCloud, you know, real basic level stuff that, that 
you know, we take for granted because it's table stakes for us to be able to use anything is, right. you know, long, weird passwords and, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And people, capital P people aren't always thinking of that. You know, I always have, a, you know, I have a, I have a four digit passcode or, you know, I'm mad that it's four because Apple wouldn't let me make it three, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of what a lot of what I thought came out of this was um, once again the underlying thing that I think uh, David and I say to people all the time, which is the weakest link in anyone in any person's security is the person. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, are you getting are you getting weird two factor authentication stuff? Uh, you know, are you? Um, I had uh, three different people at, at work today who got weird looking text messages and said, I think this is a little weird looking. Uh, Brittany and I have a friend who texted us a screenshot of one today that was, uh, I need you to go get me some gift cards. It's very important. Yeah. You know, um, keyword. Gift yeah. Cards. I still don't have those gift cards, Brittany. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well I'm, we're gonna need them for the vision pro jeff get on the stick right um, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. i i i think really what i hope happens is that this does freak people out and not make people move to cabins in the woods and write manifestos but maybe just right. think a little harder about um you know it's really hard for someone to to uh mimic my face just by looking over my shoulder at my phone uh it's a lot harder for them to get into my passcode and maybe take another uh think about using the face id so that you don't have to do that uh using apple pay so that you're not getting out your credit card for people to see the number of you know because having the number printed on the back only gets you so far yeah. uh you know a lot of basic security sorts of things and i hope that this does make people a little bit more paranoid so that some of that stuff gets better people are using six digit codes or eight digit codes so that when they do have to type it it is long and weird and it makes it harder for other people to get into. And, you know, uh, once again, we will bang the password manager drum, use iCloud keychain, use something. something. I don't care what it is. Just start using something because you shouldn't have to think about those anymore. And it makes it easier for them to be complicated so that they're not all the same, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I'm hoping that this ends up being the kind of cautionary tale that, you know, it is received in the spirit it was given of, you know, um, this should really make you think this shouldn't make you uh, convert and become Amish and churn butter and raise barns for the rest of your yeah. life. Um, trust me, there's say that, like that it's a, bad a thing. lot of yeah. appeal. Um, but I, I hope that, that that's what happens, that people think about it and start, yeah kind of doing better because this is the kind of stuff, you know, like I talk to people about security all the time. As you're growing up, you learn what to do with a car. You learn not to stand at the ATM and withdraw hundreds of dollars alone at night and then stand there and count it alone. Yeah. You know, um, at the ATM, you put everything in your pocket, you get a car. And then once you're in the car, sort things out, you know, like you learn those things. That's that's it verges on like, you know, almost tribal knowledge. Like it's passed down 
from generation to generation in in uh you know as as things you just sort of grow up culturally knowing and we don't have that yet with with internet with phones with you know this kind of like personal technology stuff so i really really want for people to start thinking more about that and get get on that train of just you know an ounce of situational awareness an ounce of security and an ounce of thinking about it because the thing is if you think about it a tiny bit then you are a way less attractive target than all the people who still don't think about it at all you know this is very much the i don't have to outrun the bear i just have to outrun you situation and as long as you just make yourself a slightly less appealing target then uh you know the the thieves will move on to somewhere else because most of those people are going to people too and a lot of them are just looking for the easiest one yep. you know nobody's going to smash in your window nobody's going to try and jimmy your lock if somebody else left a window down right you know across the parking lot like they're always going to go for the car that's unlocked yeah this this criminal was not sophisticated at all not a cyber criminal not at mm. all he was a just a common pocket he he just watched and learned how to to, to manipulate yeah. Apple's uh, circumventing their security. He even mentioned the fact that oh yeah, I even when I know how to go into the Notes app because people are putting passwords in the Notes app that with no, no password. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think just just to 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 learn from this story is just be aware of your surroundings. Use secure passwords. Don't use one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, whatever it is for your, your, yeah. your, your passcode. Uh, and, and upgrading just, to an eight digit passcode is not yeah. an upgrade. If you just upgrade from one, two, three, four, five, no. six to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. It's still not yeah. going to work. Use it. Use a password manager and not the, and the, not the notes app. Please do. Yes. Anybody else? I want to add anything to add on this before we, uh, move on to a couple last more stories. We're good. All right. A uh, couple things that I just wanted to mention here real quick. Uh, Apple now is offering a self-diagnostics uh, uh, program as far as part of their self-service repairs. Uh, what they've done is they've now, you know, the, this is the this is the diagnostics that you can go into at an Apple store is the way it used to be, where you'd go in and they would run these diagnostics and 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 start testing your iPhone and going through all the various tests that we had remember before. Well, now. They've now opened this up to the to anybody that has an iPhone 12 or later, where you can isolate any issue with the iPhone that you're trying to troubleshoot and go through the diagnostics before you have to actually confirm that okay, yeah, my iPhone has a problem. Then I then bring it into the Apple Store. Um, I think this is really cool. I've tried it. It is it works. It is it's pretty nifty when the way it works. And they have a full support article on this. And Apple is just showing you that they're 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 doing more things to open up. Uh, diagnostics um, to test your devices more than ever starting to realize that they've spent a lot more, a lot of time at an Apple store where you could be doing this self-service, something simple mm-hmm. like this. This isn't taking the phone apart to, to, to fix it. This is simple diagnostics. So we've all got these tools that are at our fingertips now for yeah. iPhone 12 or later. So you may have bumped up against this. If you've had a battery replaced yeah. in a phone in the last while, because uh, if you go in the, Apple support app on your phone and put in like, you know, I'm having battery trouble with my phone. They go, go here and do this and wait a minute. And then it like adds 
diagnostic information to your appointment so that they can see like this isn't you feel like you need a new battery it actually shows like the information about your battery health is crap and you should go get it fixed and that kind of stuff so if you've done anything like that before now you may have sort of bumped up against this diagnostic mode um the self-service side of this diagnostic mode if you've done something like that ahead of time so then they go well yes as a matter of fact you can schedule an appointment yeah um so Check it out. Links in the show notes. Uh, two more things I want to talk about here. Uh, Jeff and I talked about last week, right at the end of the show, as so I forgot to uh, <laughs> forgot to, uh, to to talk about it. And this was uh, uh, we we were we put a challenge together here that uh, we were going to buy a very inexpensive Apple Watch band from Amazon. It was mm-hmm. a you know, it was a sixteen dollar knockoff of the of the of the band, and. Uh, both of us have reports back to uh, to what our experience were. I've linked to to Jeff's uh, Instagram post of showing showing the band and what his experience was. And uh, you said it's looking good so far. You're st- are you, you're still using it, right? Yeah, actually, I'll take it off. And uh, there we go. So yeah, it's actually showing up pretty well. Um, yeah. So I've been using this watch band for. Uh, what over a week now, a little bit over a week, yep. every day, all day long, and uh, it's holding up great. I did notice in the um, in the Amazon uh, images on their website on this end, it's now showing this little loop thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and mine does not have that. Mine looks like Apple's mm-hmm. actual watch band. So I'm curious if. Uh, if uh, people that are buying it now are getting it with that extra little loop thing on it, was which it, seems like it would be kind of annoying. It was a loop. I don't have it on, but it was the loop that, mm-hmm. that held the held it together. Is that what they put on there now? Because mine did yeah, not that, have that. Yeah, it's like it's like a little hump or a little yeah. loop on the end where you take one end and yeah, yeah, yeah. stick it through. I wish they yeah, had so, that because I, I, it doesn't have it. And I, as soon as I put the watch on, it was it was pretty. It's not like. I'm wearing the Apple Apple version of a, of a Velcro one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as soon as I went and moved anything across my body, it, it and then the, the watch fell off because it it, yeah. it, gra- oh, no. it it grabbed the it grabbed the end of that band. Um, and, and that magnetic that mm-hmm. that magnet is not as strong as it should be. Um, <laughs> I still haven't had a chance to go into an Apple store and and uh, and compare it to theirs. I yeah. did I did notice if you. Uh, if you don't put the band on the correct direction, the you don't have the right polarity. Yeah, and it, it, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't work very well at all. Yeah. yeah, I have the leather knockoff version of that band, and I don't wear it for the exact reason that has been said. Um, number one, you have to remember which side goes on top, <laughs> and and two, even then. It's way too easy to unclasp. I honestly wish yes. it was it was essentially a leather in this case fine woven yeah. version of the Melanie's loop, which I much prefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I, I I have a feeling I am a less rough with my watch than most people. No, I wasn't rough. I mean, I just was my normal moving my wrist or you know going around and it just grabbed mm-hmm. the it grabbed the 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 end of the band and, and it flipped it over, flipped it open and the watch whoop, fell right off my wrist. I'm like, oh, no, this that's is bad. Yeah. That's not great. 
So, so now, now I'm wondering about uh, quality control with magnets. Yeah. Because like mine sticks well enough that I actually fidget with it. And I'm sitting here playing with it all the time, letting it, pulling it open, let it, letting it click back. And, uh, and I haven't had a situation where it's caught on anything and come off yet. Now, but, I don't know if it's uh, any different. I have the 45 millimeter. You probably have the 40. The smaller I have one. the, yeah, I have the smaller mm -hmm. one. Right. So it might be a little different. Um, but okay. So magnets aside, the fine woven on this is holding up great. Yeah. It's and okay. e even totally like nice. today um, and, and uh, yesterday, it doesn't matter. Over the last couple days, <laughs> I've had uh, multiple instances where I'm moving furniture around and uh, I haven't lost it while moving furniture, and it doesn't look scuffed up. So, as far as far as uh, visual, I'm really impressed with how this band is holding up. Good. All cool. right. Uh, one last thing, I have a, I have a, I want to wrap up with a, a tip here. Uh, in iMessage, I found this. This is in 17.2. Uh, what is your message messages count plus storage? Uh, you know, was, you always wondered where where is showing all of your storage of how many messages you have in iMessage, and uh, believe me, a lot of us have a lot of attachments and messages in 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 iMessage. The way to do that is you actually go into settings and then tap your name, go to iCloud, then go to Show All, and then you then you then you choose Messages in iCloud, and then that will bring up a, a dialog box, which I'll have a picture in the show notes for this. Uh, that uh, says manage storage. In, in this case, it says 46 gigabytes. That's a lot. Boy, that's a lot. And you kept your messages forever. However many messages are in iCloud and then when it was synced last. So this is much a much improved way of, and handy to know for right, off, right off the bat how many messages you have in iMessage because we have way too many of them. I holy crap! I need to clear some stuff out. <laughs> there you go. See, uh, this tip's going to work. Point two three gig, two hundred and fifty-eight thousand seven hundred ninety-four messages. Yep. Jeff, I also have seventy-two gigs. There you go. Mine well, that makes me feel better. One. Those are very wow. close. And and I thought I was doing a good job of of. Uh, getting rid of stuff <laughs> in messages that, that I just don't need, but apparently not. See, I'm not bad. I only have 10 gigs. <laughs> only 10. Just that. You're so, just not trying hard enough. I wasn't, I guess not. <laughs> so good tip. And uh, glad that, uh, that Apple added this because it's now it's so much easier to be able to find out uh, what your, what your, how many messages you have stored in your messages. Cause you know, you're backing that up too. All right. That was such a great show. Thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at intouchwithios at techhangout.social. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash intouchvalueos. Shout out to them. Brian F. was in the, in the chat and Wayne. Really appreciate it. And then many, there were a few others as well. Appreciate you being out there this week. 
Um, this is where you can also watch the current and um, past live streams as well as uh, listen to past shows. Visit In Touch with Iowa's magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple, uh, including Bob. Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg. You can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. And Brittany Smith, I'm so excited you got to make it here this week. We have, it's been so long. I'm glad you were able to be on the show and where can people find you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find me, let's go with ADD Liberator. Um, yeah, that's on Mastodon, but it's PDX. And um, also on TikTok and YouTube under ADD Liberator. Yeah, go check out her TikTok. She's got some great videos on there. Uh, Kelly Gomont, thank you also for being here. It's been a, it's been a little while. I'm so glad you were able to make it this week. Uh, and where can people uh, find you? Thanks for having me on and have a happy holiday. Yes, happy um, you, you can find me on uh, the after show with Mike Rose. Uh, I think we're recording. We're trying to get another episode together this week to get out the door. So we'll see about that. Uh, I want my MCU TV over on the incomparable network. You can find me over there. Also uh, engaged in other recorded shenanigans like playing the 1950s board game careers or uh, trying to guess <laughs> trying to guess at answers in a game called feudin families which is obviously legally distinct um answering questions about the marvel universe and uh other kinds of uh like i said recorded entertainment and uh you, let's see you can also find me on mastodon where i am verso at mastodon.social and uh, sometimes on Tuesdays with Chuck Joyner, you can go check out my gift picks there for this year. And uh, I still don't have as many things as Jeff, so I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up with that. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. And Ben Rathick, where can people find you? Thanks for being here. Well, Dave, you can find me on social media at Ben Rathig at your social media of choice. You can find my writings on Rathig.tech. On Tuesdays, you can find me on uh, Mac Voices with Mr. Chunk Joyner. And Thursday and Fridays, except during our holiday hiatus, you can find me on the British Tech Network with Mr. Jeff Gamut for the Big and Mac shows. Great. Thank you, Ben. Last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut, thank you as always for being here. I really appreciate it. Work people find you. Well, Dave, as always, thank you for letting me be part of this because it's just so much fun to hang out with you and everyone else. It is. Um, all right. So, social medias. I'm Jay Gamut everywhere. I am active on Mastodon, Instagram, and Reds. And um, then for shows. On Tuesdays, Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live. Then here on Thursdays on In Touch with iOS, so thank you. And then uh, on the British Tech Network, and yes, Ben pointed out that uh, shows there are in their winter break until beginning of the new year. Uh, Thursdays for the big show, Fridays for the Mac show. And uh, then Brian Chaffin and I record the Context Machine. Great. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening. This was uh, the pre-Christmas show, or the holidays are here. I want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. Well, we'll actually have a show next week, so we'll be able to uh, have a pre-New Year's show. So I'm so glad you were able to listen, and we enjoyed doing it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon.